Before we get started, we'd like to open the airwaves to one of the fellow indie podcasters we love. To show your support and find out more about this amazing podcast, head to our show notes. What's new, listeners? I'm Arthur Howell, the host of Two Cents Critic. Here on the program, we give reviews and recaps for books, movies, and TV shows. There's a whole bunch of special guests to join in on the fun. Maybe you want to hear about a contemporary romance novel like The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. Or maybe you want to hear about the latest MCU movies and series. Or how about the best movie of 2022, or at least that's my opinion. Everything, everywhere, all at once. You can hear all of these discussions and more at Two Cents Critic. New episodes every Wednesday, available on most podcast streaming services. Make sure to subscribe and follow. Now on to the show. I I just have one question, actually. Yeah. What the fuck was that? It was nothing of what I was expecting at all. No, the the movie that I thought it was going to be was over in the first half hour. And then I was yeah. very confused from there on out. Yeah, even when the actual title of the movie was said in the movie, I was confused. <laughs> I was right. kind of like, okay. Uh, they said it, they said it. But then I was like, okay, but okay. I, I just, I didn't understand. I mean, I guess you can kind of piece together if you want to be literal in the term of infinity, sure. But yeah, I have a couple of ideas about why the movie is called Infinity Pool, but I don't think any of them are quite good enough. You know, they don't really satisfy me enough. Right. So I don't know if I fully understood what they were going for. Oh, God. I just kept going. Like, my notes are, like, just stuff. <laughs> There's three pages here. Jesus. <laughs> and then I, like, legit... I circled things that I know I want to talk about, but it's like notes of notes. And then I managed to find some interweb explanations of things oh, for afterwards okay. because I was, I just needed to know if I, <laughs> if my feelings <laughs> were valid. Yeah. If my feelings <laughs> and opinions were valid. Well, I'm excited to hear what those are because I also had questions. Mm-hmm. So Let's get into it. This is I Hate It. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. As we mentioned, we are discussing Infinity Pool tonight. And guys, if you haven't seen this movie. Uh, Yeah. I don't even uh, like it's going to be really weird to hear us talk about it because. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you can actually. Yeah. I mean, watching it, you couldn't really understand it. So to just listen to us talk about it without without context, really, is going to be difficult. And there's just no way to really describe the unsettling feeling the movie had. Oh, I was not okay. I was not okay. The vibe and just the way people were acting and talking to each other, it's really hard to describe how un- unnerving. I, I I texted you after. I was like, I'm not well. I'm not well. I'm very unwell, actually. I am unwell. <laughs> I'm unwell. <laughs> so I watched it Saturday night. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Let me get it. Get it done. <laughs> now, I, I like the horror genre. I can watch pretty fucked up things. But this, I think I said, ew, audibly. <laughs> A lot. I was like, oh, ew. ew. Do you remember your first ew? Because I remember my yes, first Yes, I think I actually wrote it down too. 
Oh, okay. Right in the beginning when they're at breakfast and those masks. <laughs> so... Oh, yes, the masks. And were I'm very like, okay, creepy. it's daytime. What are we doing with these things? Like, I, like they kind of gave me ew, but I initially said ew when he's trying to take a leak and she starts to jerk him <laughs> from behind. <laughs> yeah wait okay we need we need to establish more context i know i know, because, I know although honestly there's no real context for it there's no explanation as to why she does this so no yeah okay so we meet james who mm-hmm. is alexander skarsgård my love mm-hmm. and he is in this country, I believe it's Croatia. Yeah, they said it when I was doing my uh, research, and I'm putting that in quotes. It's a, a made-up resort. But yeah, I, I kind of assume, but yeah, it's in so... like a Croatia. T- they, that's where it's filmed, or part yeah. of it's filmed anyway. So yeah, that that's the vibe. And they're on vacation, and he is very blah. He seems to very really not. Blah not be very engaging or no i don't understand them as a couple and maybe no this is, i don't know if this is how their marriage has always been but very very unromantic right she makes it a point to say like you're so frozen these days yeah right and which i guess leads me to believe that it's only as of late that she's experiencing this with him and a little confused yeah. as to like we're on a vacation that you kind of wanted to go on and you're being blah Right. And this vacation was to uh, an attempt to inspire him to write because he is an author and he published a book like six years ago or something that was generally panned. People did not like it. Mm-hmm. And he's been trying to write a sequel or another book or whatever, and it just has not been going well. So they come on this vacation thinking that this is somehow going to jumpstart his creative engine. It's not working. but Not at all. <laughs> not, yet, not yet, anyway. Well, like, he never ends up writing again. Like, I kind of thought no. the end of the movie, maybe, like, he would start writing. <laughs> I mean, he's got like, a story make now. It, I was going to say, <laughs> midway through, I'm like, um. Maybe he wrote the movie. This, like, are you going through with all of this because you know you could write about it later? Like, is that why, you, is that your reasoning? Because I yeah. don't see any other reason to fucking do this, any of it. If this movie was Good Morning, at the end of it, it would have been, you know, cut and like, this is the script to the the movie based on the book that he wrote about this fucking crazy nonsense. So anyway, at the resort, he bumps into Mia Goth, who, what is her name in the movie now? I can't remember. Gabby. Gabby, thank you. So he bumps into Gabby who they just start chatting and she's like, oh my God, I recognize you. You're my favorite author. You wrote my favorite book, blah, blah, blah. And of course, he's just like pompous enough to to be taken in by this. And he's like, oh, wow, thanks. And she invites him and his wife to have dinner with her and her husband, partner. Albin. 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 They're they're calling him Albin, but I I don't know. (laughs) I've never heard that name. I found it very funny, though, because she wanted to, uh, the wife. What was her name? M. M. Oh, yes. Yep, you're right. She wanted to, like, go into town and, like, go get dinner. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, we can go to that Chinese place. And then all of a sudden... This couple asked them out, and now he wants to go, and it ends right. up being the Chinese place. Because when place. she brings it up initially, he's like, why would you want to go to a Chinese place there? Like, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like it would be very good. And then, yep, you're right. They go to the Chinese place. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Gabby reveals that she's an actress. This and was hilarious. I loved this a lot because is this a real thing? Is this a real type oh, of I'm sure. acting? Because I love it. I think it's like that whole infomercial branding of like. Oh, she, absolutely. Yeah. She calls it failing naturally. Like yes. she's a failing naturally girl. It reminds me of that episode of Friends where Joey's in the infomercial for that milk. Oh, yes. And then like (laughs) later on, I think one of the women that he acts with in a play is like, oh, you're the guy who doesn't know how to pour milk. (laughs) And he's like, actually, I can pour milk, but I got you believing that I did. And and it's yeah, that I thought was. (laughs) Yeah, it's clearly a thing. Yeah, I guess so, because. There are infomercials you see where people are really exaggerating their inability to do something, and you're like, that's not legit. Yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, I didn't really believe she couldn't cut a, you know, a dinner roll either. Yeah, so. that was like a weird example. I, yes. I didn't like that example, but anyway. Whatever. So they have a fine time, I guess. And then there's a weird scene afterwards. It's the first scene that's like kind of trippy where they they're in a club and they're dancing yeah alvin and um are at the bar but james and gabby are on the dance floor and they're just like having a real good time and like are really into each other but it's like was that real <laughs> did that happen to be honest i don't know because in the beginning prior to that happening I had written down, like, you know when the camera goes all Stranger Things, that shit's going to hit the fan. Because it did that upside down. I got dizzy yes. in that opening sequence. The camera just kept spinning. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, right now I know we're not in real life. We can't be in real life. If if it's giving that illusion to, like, we're not in Kansas anymore, then that's basically what is happening. But but what did ha- uh, So what? Are we entering alternate universes? What's No, theory? let's not say that. Let's not do that. We have to deal with that next week with Riverdale recap. <laughs> I know, but maybe this will get us in the mood. All right, maybe. I wanted this to all be a dream at the end. <laughs> it I would have really made did. more sense. So the only reason I feel like this dance in the club scene didn't happen, not only was it weird because it was definitely trippy, there were cut scenes and like flashes of things and it was very strange. And then the next morning, nobody talks about it. They only really talk about like, oh, last night was fun, but nobody. And I feel like there should have been some tension if the, if Alvin and Em were watching the two of them dance like that. And I think I would have some questions for my partner if I witnessed that going on. Unless she was just happy that he was just not being a stick in the mud anymore. But they didn't look happy at the bar. Like, if they had been enjoying themselves and, like, seeming like they had a good time, but they were just kind of awkwardly sitting there together, not even really talking. So I don't know what to make of that scene, honestly. I don't know. Yeah. And it's not really that important, but it does kind of set this stage of these weird sort of like half real, half not real. By the way, if you're an epileptic, do not watch this don't. movie. I actually, <laughs> I tried. seizures. <laughs> I tried to mark where those were. The first one's 35 minutes in. I know that much. Okay. But um, yeah, they weren't like you. Th- like, I'm like, oh, okay. It's just like this weird montage thing. And then you're like really trying to watch it. And it's like, no. Eyes hurt. No, everything yeah. hurts. There's so much flashing light. You know, it, it's it's hard to focus. And I said to you, I really feel like there was a lot in this movie. Something we didn't to take. See. Yeah, back, yeah. Yeah. Because we would have to go frame for frame through it because I really think they snuck some stuff in there that would be, I don't want to say like that's going to explain the whole movie. I don't think that's true. But there's probably just more in there to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> the second one, I think I was able to decipher a few things. And that's where a lot of my ewes came from. 
The orgy one? The orgy one. Yeah. We'll get I got there. A lot, I got a lot of oohs on that <laughs> we're, one. We're not even to like my first ew or your first ew. So, yeah. So after they have this dinner, Gabby and Albin convince them to go off compound because the hotel they're staying in is this secure compound, presumably because the country is very poor and there's a lot of crime and whatever. So they want to encourage tourism, but they want people to feel safe while they're there. So they're really not supposed to leave the compound and in the words of our boys of lapadal never go to a second location don't do it and i was right that because m even said it she's like i don't feel comfortable like leaving here like there's a reason it's like there's a reason and i was right on right on her side I agree with that. There just there wasn't really an indication that Gabby and Alvin were menacing in any way. So I no, guess no. I feel like I was trying to put myself in their shoes, and I think I might have felt reassured because they told them, "Oh, we come here every year. You know this. We know this guy who's lending us the car. We know this spot." So I think while I might have been uneasy about it, I think I probably would have been like, "Okay, well, like they seem to know what they're doing, and it's not I- that far or whatever." Right. And I mean, even though they did not like they didn't give off that vibe, just the like when you leave and it's like the barbed wire and electrical fencing like you're in prison. Yeah. That scared me. Like, I don't think I want to go beyond that point because I mean, yeah. is it protecting us from the outside? Okay. I would personally feel uncomfortable vacationing in a place like that in general. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need so much security to feel safe while you're on vacation I just I don't know if that's really relaxing yeah exactly but the the other thing though is there really wasn't anything dangerous about this excursion and are we imagining that they somehow arranged for these circumstances to take place that now that you said that in the death of a person but like how how they got him drunk enough to get and then then put him behind the wheel of a car i mean unless they oh this is what i'm uh thinking now Uh uh-oh I don't want to trigger Don's tinfoil. <laughs> no, because now that it's like, be- now that I can like talk about it, I'm really, it's coming to me now, but it's going to give away what happens. Let- let's put a pin and come back. Okay, well, write it down because I really, I don't want you to forget. Okay. Because I do that all the time where I say like, oh, we'll come back to this later. And then we like never do. Got it. Okay. Okay. So they go to this beach this random little beach it looks very nice it actually looked nicer than the the resort yeah 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 because the resort was kind of on a cliff there wasn't there didn't seem to be like a very nice beach area no and it seemed kind of vacant like I didn't think many people were there either well it was almost the rainy season so I got the impression that like like, tourism yeah was winding down so they go they barbecue they're drinking everybody's having a grand old time and then it's getting dark so they're like okay let's pack up go home oh they did make it a point to talk about money though and how much they have and do they come from wealth do they make their own wealth type of thing and and basically says that she's from money and her father told her you know he's a big publisher and warned her against marrying a writer and she's like but i did it anyway and you know yeah, i all think that he stuff. owned a publishing yeah. company and told her like never marry a writer and she was like well then i ran out and married the first penniless writer i could find basically right. so i mean i think that there was some there was some preconceived you know trying to kind of dig and see how much money they had given what 
is to come. I think they kind of wanted to gauge that a little bit. If it was worth continuing. I I mean, I want to come back to this because there is an indication at the end of the movie that they selected James for this. And I have questions as to why. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so this is we're approaching your first ew. So they're getting ready to leave. James is in the, you know, the edge of the clearing, taking a piss. And Gabby just sneaks up behind him and does a little reach around mm-hmm. and he lets her oh he just... lets her like i mean <laughs> oh. i thought he would no because i for sure thought that he would have jumped or backed off like he protested just kinda, like... said anything nope <laughs> been like oh what you doing there but no 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 he just um he just stands there she jerks him off to completion we know that because we get to see uh, his that was my ew <laughs> We get to see jizz splatters on the rocks. I actually thought that was kind of clever because moments before they had showed his peeing that way. Like, so it was urine, obviously, like at first. Mm-hmm. And then like after he comes, it's the gloopy jizz we love. <laughs> A few little plops. <laughs> we know and love. So anyway, this is awkward, but whatever. She like walks away and he comes back to the car and it's just like, oh, everything's normal. And everybody's real wasted. Gabby's like, I'm going to sit in the back seat with Em and we're going to sleep. And Alvin's like, man, I'm really fucking wasted. And James is like, I can drive. Uh, Let me do that. And he was like, oh, cool. So James is driving and (laughs) it's dark. This bothered me. I would not have stayed till dark. I would not have done that. Mm -mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But this reminded me of Curacao when I went to Curacao a few months ago because the roads out there, there's no streetlights and it's like a fucking jungle. And driving was incredibly stressful at night. And if my headlights had started to flicker the way that they do in the movie, I think I would have had a heart attack because you can't see anything. And you don't want to stop either because, again, it's like an unfamiliar area. In their case, it's is a potentially dangerous area. Right. So very stressful. I was stress sweating while while this was happening. <laughs> the minute the car stalled, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like I, I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. They should have never left. I don't I, like <laughs> But that was like my immediate thing about the dark. Like if this happened during and it was still light out, it wouldn't have been as traumatizing. But the fact that they waited until it was dark to get back, I even feel like that's a no no even at a resort where the surrounding area isn't terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Because any area that's touristy is going to have, you know, petty thieves or, you know, just like people, people up yeah. to no good because they know like the rich tourists are in the area. And so they might be able to get away with something. But what happens here is while he's fucking around trying to get the headlights to work and all, all this whatever He looks up and a man is walking across the road. He didn't see him. He just hits him head on. And the man is is dead Mm. slash dying. Like he's not immediately dead, but he's in bad shape. He's not good. His face is half off. Everyone's panicking. Yep. I mean, as they should be. Yeah. And again, this is another thing. Like you're in a foreign country. Like, what do you do? James wants to call the police, but Alvin and Gabby are like, no, we don't want to do that. Let us talk to the police. Their reasoning made sense, though. Everything she was describing about just, again, being in the streets of a foreign country that is not the best. It's not going to look good. So 
it's hard to know. Yeah, it's hard to know what kind of a justice system you're entering. Right. And, you know, I think of, fuck, what was that girl's name? Amanda Knox. Yes. You think of Amanda Knox. <laughs> that documentary I watched that I told you about a few weeks ago, the Irish girl who ended up in a Peruvian prison yeah. <laughs> for transporting cocaine. But you end up in a foreign justice system and you don't know what you're dealing with because you just kind of... <sighs> I think as Americans, we kind of assume that we'll be treated fairly and, you know, without prejudice, but that's not necessarily the case depending on where you are. So like that fear is real. And so they talk them into not calling the police and just going back to the resort, which they do. Mm -hmm. But the next morning, the police do come to collect James and M. Yeah. For questioning and they bring them in. And this is like... This is the movie that I thought I was going to be seeing because basically when they get there, the main detective. I kind of liked him. Whatever. I I had neutral feelings about him. I felt like he. Like he wasn't a douche. No. But he still was doing his job. (laughs) He was. Yeah. He was very no nonsense about the whole process. Right. So this country has this weird thing where if you kill somebody or any then, type of major crime I well think it's any type but is it the same thing for i get no i think if, you're right i think it has to do with killing somebody because the way they deal with it is that like the the son of the oldest son of the person that is killed is supposed to kill the murderer right that's to, their, yeah to save face and kind of like I, well, yeah. Yeah, sort of like an eye for an eye kind of situation. But what they offer for tourists, for rich tourists, is that you can pay to have a double made of your own person. And the double will stand in your place and take the punishment for you. And there are a couple of rules. It has to be an exact copy. Mm-hmm. It has to have sentience and I don't know how that like works. Like free, but... yeah, I don't know how that works either. Free thought and just like a general understanding of what they've done and like what's going on. And you have to watch. So <laughs> these are all really strange rules to me. But he signs. He's like, okay. The best that I loved about this, it's like, of course they just have an ATM in the middle of the prison. Yes. Right. Like. <laughs> Okay. And you... that it would allow you to withdraw so much money because right. I feel like that would be a problem. <laughs> oh my God. It's like they know these people are rich enough that they are going to be like, yeah, make a clone of me and here's my money. And that's right. the we'll fastest take you to the way ATM. to t- Yeah. It's like right <laughs> in the middle, like in the vestibule. Like, we're go- <laughs> yeah. As you're going from where you're being questioned to the cloning room or whatever the fuck they want to call it, it's right in the middle. At least they let him keep his clothes on until then because. Ooh. They disrobe him, and then they put that weird fucking thing in his mouth for reasons. I guess molding purposes? But he's never fully submerged, and this was my first ew moment was when he stepped into, like, the tomato Whoa. sauce bath. Whoa. That <laughs> That was so disgusting. <laughs> what the fuck was that for? I mean, it's not like that's what the clone was made. What is it? I don't know. Human juice. <laughs> was it what they what it was preserved in? Oh, let's not get into preservatives. Oh, God. It's not a swamp. It's not maple syrup. It's tomato sauce. 
It had a weird extra thickness to it, though. Yeah, so all naked, he gets into this tomato sauce bath, which comes up to calf height because it's he's not submerged. Like, that's what's bothering me about this is that I don't understand how the clone was made because from this point, it, like, cuts out. And then... Right, unless they just want us to just assume that he does get submerged. Also, like, the movie poster makes it seem like he was submerged at some point in well, something. Well, it's because when they meet his, his double... The double's in like this weird like latex. Yeah, banana. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like <laughs> With that's a what. Hole it... for the face. <laughs> what is happening? That's what I feel. <laughs> a banana sack. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought it was like a mold type thing. Like they would cut him out of that stuff, but it wasn't red. So I don't know. Like I thought that's what the red stuff was, like resin or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We miss like several steps in the manufacturing process, which is actually unfortunate because if I could create my own Alexander Skarsgård double, I mean, we would be, I would be in Croatia tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway, <sighs> so we go through the process. He, he watches his double. I do have a question. Get stabby stabbed. Yes. M. Mm-hmm. Is it just because he drove the car? None of I them think are. So. So yeah, none of them so. are considered being like accomplices or anything. I guess I, probably, but I don't think that would get the same sentence. Mm, okay. Although she doesn't seem to get any sentence whatsoever. No, like she was questioned and she's good. She's done. Yeah. Well, they made her watch too, which was uncomfortable. Yes, that was uncomfortable. Uh, maybe that was her punishment. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because I think that was the th- like. Yeah, she's like, I she, don't like question. Watch. Yeah, and then they're like, well, you yeah. have to, and it's like, yeah. Eh, no. So he watches though, and he's has no reaction. Honestly, slightly positive, <laughs> like a slightly. He starts to smirk towards the end <laughs> yeah. of it, but also the clone starts screaming for him and is right. like, "Help me! Help me!" Yeah, and I'm like. I'm being stabby stabbed. I'm being like, oh, talk about stabby stabbing. This yeah. kid, I mean, again, it was like a 13-year-old and he's just like yeah. going at it. I mean, you feel bad for him. His dad did get killed. Yeah, his dad, uh, Myro Myron. Great name. Right? Could be that's, on Riverdale. That's what I, <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm like, what a name. New character on Riverdale in season seven. Oh my gosh. Oh, I did write, write that. I go, I just kept saying ew over and over when he stepped in the stuff, which I assume is like what they do in Westworld. That's what I thought too, but they don't really show you the process yeah. of it. Like what, do they fill the whole room with it? And now his mouth's being held open by that mouth well, guard. So like it goes inside, like down So his then they back. can't, no, they have, but I, I don't like yeah. that we missed, that we were not given the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Thank you. Okay. So M is really disturbed afterwards that Mm -hmm. he was not more disturbed during. Fair. And that's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally fair. So they're all shaken up, but like he's kind of like excited by it. And when they get back to their room, she's like, we have to leave immediately. Like, I hate it here. We gots to go. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, well, I can't find my passport. So like, I'm going to have to stay. And she's like... Like, fucking fuck this fuck. And then he is like, okay, well, I'm just going to go downstairs and see if somebody can help me. And also, I'm just going to extend the room forever because I'm going to stay here. And so while he's in the lobby, he runs into Gabby, who's like, come with me and I'll explain everything or like, just be cool, kind of. And it was like, uh, what is this? Yeah, I fucking... This is where the movie that I expected stopped. I thought this whole movie 
was going to be about the moral dilemma of this double and the process of doubles taking your punishments and maybe a double escapes kind of like in the island or in Westworld or something like something along those lines. I feel like that sort of did happen in a very, very, very horrible way, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe you can tell me more about that. The course of action going forward, I think, is the concept you're bringing up, but it was just way worse. I guess I just didn't feel like anyone, and even James, he starts to feel it towards the end of the movie, but even then, I really didn't get the impression that like he understood what yeah like what he was doing well yeah it makes sense that he didn't really understand till the end because that's that was not good yeah we'll, we'll get, get there, there. <laughs> this is gonna be a long episode because we're is. like a third of the way and we and we are very strict at going in order okay well i mean because there's so yeah, much you have and, to. and like but now we're getting to the parts where i'm confused or yep. at least where it stops following a normal chain of events. Yeah. Because she brings him back to this room where a bunch of people are hanging out. And they're all individuals who have undergone this double process <laughs> at least once, if not more times. Yeah. And they kind of have this little club and they hang out and act really superior and obnoxious. I have a question. Yeah, sorry. Really quick question. Going back to like her story and just explaining this to James. She talks about how Albin's an architect of some sort. Oh, is that what happened? Does that happen before the party? When they're sitting in the lobby and she's explaining it to him. Okay. So I go... Like, I mean, I wrote in my notes. I'm like, so they were condemned to death after the infinity pool incident? Yes. And then I wasn't remembering exactly what the incident was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're right. Albin is an architect or mm -hmm. is an architect. And he was hired to help design a new hotel for the area. And the building collapsed while they were working on it and killed several of the workers. Okay. And they blamed, the owner of the building blamed Albin for, I guess, bad design or, you know, whatever. And so they were charged with the murders or, you know, the accidental deaths or whatever of those workers. Got it. And that was their first <laughs> double procedure, which I guess they tried and loved and were like, well, let's come back every year. But she and mentions Infinity Pool then. Yes, because I think it, that's what the, he was designed, like, the Does hotel that... was going to have an infinity pool. Okay. Because I'm like, okay, you again, this is what I'm saying. Like, you say the name of the movie, but I don't see how it's really relevant to the rest of this shit. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess... And again, as I said in the beginning, I feel like my ideas about Infinity Pool and why it's called that, I mean, because uh, you just keep doing this over and over again. Right. In infinity <laughs> loop. And then also, I think there might be something in here about you know rich tourists feeling entitled and like taking advantage of poorer countries or people from poorer countries yeah. because i mean presumably i mean we we don't exactly know how often people are sentenced to death in this country I, if you kill somebody i guess that's how it happens so they would have to be going around killing lots of people in order to be able to do this more than once i think that's and, what they're doing well that's disgusting <laughs> 
Well, so, yeah, duh, ew. <laughs> so I think, I don't know, when people think Infinity Pool, you think luxury, you think yeah. rich people. So I think maybe it was a little bit that's of what that. The, that's what the tomato sauce is. It's technically Tomat- an Infinity Pool. Ew. Because it's making ew. your clone for Infinity. Just to play on, just to play on the title, so I feel better. No, but just think about that though, like an infinity pool filled with tomato sauce. I want to stop thinking it's tomato sauce. (laughs) I really, I'm only following your lead because we've said it so many times, but I really don't want to think of it as that anymore. It's viscous, like it's got texture. Saying that, (laughs) you just said viscous and texture. Viscous. Okay, let's move on. Okay, I also want to make one other point that i did love her outfit in this scene that's it that's the only thing i like about her in this movie i mean we can talk later because there's definitely a scene where i'm gonna like her, i wanted to blow my was on particular i wanted to blow display. my brains out <laughs> so so anyway they're having this party yes and they're talking about how the hotel owner, who with the whole Infinity Pool incident, he won an award for having the nicest hotel, a new hotel or something. And they were like, well, that's that should really be ours. You know, we designed the place and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Come with us. We're going to break into his house and take it back. And James is like, yeah, sure. Why, why the hell not? You know, I'm, I'm feeling like a new man. And so they wear those creepy masks, which is like, Oh, sorry. Sorry. One more thing. One of the guys mentions, I think the one that's the doctor mentions, oh, because at that point he knows about the whole clone thing and that that they are all, they've Mm -hmm. all done it and experienced it and all that. And the doctor says something like, oh, do you ever like wonder like. Yeah. They screw it up and it's switch you out. Switch you out. You don't know. You're you're out for the procedure. So and I was like, oh, that's exactly what I fear. That's exactly what I thought pretty much up until this point. Yes, I I thought the same thing. And then I thought at the end that his double was going to kill him instead of like the other way around. So, but I guess it doesn't really matter. And maybe that's the point they were trying to make because somebody else was like, well, if you can't tell the difference, then does it matter? True. And that's a good question for all of us. But yeah, so they break in. It kind of goes wonky because there's guns and people are shooting at each other. And so obviously, is this when they all end up back at the the police station? Mm -hmm. And then they're all just like sitting around casually like, well, here we go again. Yeah, they're all in in like double chamber. They're all in like the sheets. And they're all ready. And this I thought was a pretty cool scene how they did it. Yes. Because you think... You're watching it from beginning to end of them getting Mm -hmm. arrested and going through the whole procedure and all that. And then James ends up fight, like is fighting the guards on it because they're all lined up. About yeah, because they throat. all are expecting yeah. to be taken to the double chamber to have doubles made of them, but they take them right to the execution yes. chamber and are about to kill them. And then, yeah, James breaks free, but one of the guards slits his throat and then they all get their throat slit. But it turns out, psyche psych, that everybody is sitting there watching this and that and the swap cheering like it's place. a freaking yeah. Super Bowl. Right, like gladiators or something, <sighs> but it's yourself. Like, I don't understand this. And I think maybe that's why this movie was so unsettling. It was because I could not even access a tiny part of my brain that would enjoy watching a double of myself be murdered. No, <laughs> not at all. 
So I just don't know what that is. I don't know what quality that is that you have to possess. Maybe there is, I don't think any of these people have a moral compass, but I guess in terms of if that's your kink, why not watch yourself get killed than somebody else? I think it must have to do with privilege a little bit too, because Mm. it does seem like, you know, this is something that's only afforded to the rich. So I don't know, maybe it's a power move where it's just like, I don't know. I honestly, it's hard. It's hard to even guess at why somebody would get enjoyment out of this. Right. I actually, I wrote down, I'm like, there has to come a time when these cop official people are like, enough. Well, that's what I thought that scene was because I I would think too, you would know who your repeat offenders are Mm -hmm. and you'd be like, stop fucking killing people just so you can go through this whole shenanigan again. Because you're killing people. Like, it's not even like you're doing this to yourself over and over again. No, you're actually murdering people for no reason so you can do this again i don't get it yeah it's have it filmed and just watch it over and over if you have to (laughs) like that i think that would solve so many things that's oh my god it's so bizarre and i said how do they not get bored of it yeah well i mean i guess they don't do it every day it's just like once in a while they come for a week i don't know do they kill like five people in a week or something and do it five times oh we haven't mentioned the, the urns. urns i was just gonna yeah. say he has three urns when he left <laughs> yes yeah so you get the cremated remains of your double as a souvenir what the fuck is that <laughs> And they're That's pretty big wild. urns, too. Yes. I mean, he's packing them in his suitcase. It was his entire suitcase. He's, yeah. like, tucking his socks around That's them. That's like, like a cast TSA Here's the guidelines. three socks that I brought. <laughs> you can bring cremains on a plane. Yeah, but I'm saying the, the weight capacity. Oh. Oh, yeah. 50 pounds. The urns are alone. That's true. They're big urns. They would probably... <laughs> Oh, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Imagine a crossover of these two movies. You have mentioned it twice. I know. And it's like, I don't know why, because I hated Good Morning, but it just keeps like popping back up. It's weirdly relevant. Especially now that I'm thinking about how Gabby has him smoke that herb or whatever. They get real high to participate in the whole orgy situation. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the orgy, Dawn. (laughs) It doesn't start as an orgy. No. It starts as just James and Gabby. Because at this point, Em's like, I'm fucking out of here. And she leaves him. So James is like, I will immediately hook up with Gabby. (laughs) Yeah. That's obviously a good thing to do. And so they're like smoking some kind of root. Yeah. Hallucinogenic root. And they start canoodling. Yeah. And then like it just kind of pans down the bed. And then there's other people, the rest of their little group. And they're just all in and on each other. Yeah. And this is at around an hour 13 is the next strobe like moment no no orgy scene is complete without a strobe light oh my god i the things i was i I wrote it twice i think i was so grossed out (laughs) i'm like what is coming out of her nipples what is coming out of her nipples that was so gross look i'm i've never been a i've never been a mother i've never had children but that doesn't look fucking normal. No, no. But I'm talking. But like, you know, you get like clogged ducts. I guess and so. Stuff, and I think there's probably like coagulated mm. breast milk and stuff. But I don't. That's not what this was. This was diseased breast milk. 
coming out of her. It was disgusting. It was nasty and really killed the mood. I mean, we're having an orgy, guys, and then it's just like oh, I'm just like breast I'm, milk. <laughs> I'm envisioning it again, and I was really grossed out. Like really, really grossed out. It's it's trumping the tomato sauce. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, this was a gross movie. It was disgusting. I it didn't I didn't think it would be, but it's a very gross movie. And it's things that aren't relevant. Yeah. That doesn't come back. Well, it does it kind does of. It does come back. Yeah, because that's a big ew moment for me. Oh, my God. Another one. I, we just <laughs> we should have an ew yeah. counter going on we here. We really should. So I also think that if this is definitely the scene where I was thinking to myself, if you went frame for frame here, you're going to see some real gross shit. Because yeah. I think there was even nastier stuff happening at like flashes mm-hmm. that we we didn't even get to process. But I'm okay with it. I'm fine with never knowing. So what happens after the orgy? Is this the the bad one? Yeah. They all go out and they tell James that the officer yeah. that punished them or punished mm-hmm. him initially, whatever. He, yeah. um, I don't know, did they say that he committed a crime and he's about to? No, they, so they said that they were going to kidnap him. Right, and right, let right. And kind of take his revenge yes. and reassert his manhood and manliness over the detective. And he was supposedly getting some kind of like treatment at the hospital. And that's how they were, they were going to go inside and grab him and, uh, and take him back to their lair. Yes. So he smokes way more. <laughs> of course. And they bring in the officer and he's got his uniform on and his head's covered. And... James goes to town on him. Yeah. Starts kicking the shit out of him. Peeing on him. They all start peeing on him. on him. Oh, Ew. Yep. And as it's happening, you see Gabby just kind of do that, like, slow walk around everything that's happening. And she's giving, like, this. Right. That, you know, that look of, like, uh, Yeah, like, what are you up something. to? <laughs> what are you doing? She wants, like, I guess he's had his fill of beating the shit out of this guy. She pulls the bag off over his head and it's his clone. Yes, and they've this, arranged yeah. to produce a double to kind of fuck with him. And he is not having it. He does not take it well. No, he, he snaps out of that high very quickly. And uh, oh, yeah. runs out. Of course, they're chasing after him because... They're dicks. Yeah, and he he gets to his room. He gets his passport where he hid it. He, right, under the toilet. Yeah, he gets all his shit together, and he's about to get, like, he gets on the bus. He's ready to go. Yeah, he's wearing his hat. He's all incognito, oh, you know, so a, a six-foot-plus blonde, blonde man. god. <laughs> yeah, no one can see you, bro. No. You're fine. And um, he gets on the bus, and all of a sudden, it's that moment of... The crew is in two cars yep. following him, and you got, oh, God. <laughs> this was arguably John's favorite part of the movie. Oh, I also have a question as to why is she the leader? Well, again, I feel like this might have something to do with the curdled breast milk because it, she seems to almost be like a demon mother figure. But they don't all do it. They don't all, like, block to her like that. No, but she she was obviously doing recruiting, and I, we don't really know the other mm. people in terms of like how and when they were brought into the fold, but I feel like she must be the one bringing people in. Yeah, that makes sense. So they get the <laughs> bus to fucking pull over, 
and they block. This is the bus to the airport. Yeah, the bus to the airport. I don't think we mentioned, yes. And first of all, she shoots the window in. The bus obviously pulls over, whatever. They block the bus in like three different ways. And she just starts screaming. James! 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 Jamesy! (laughs) And she just calls him all these names and she says that he's a bedwetter and all of these weird fucking things. And I'm like, really? Those are, that's what you're gonna, that's what you're saying. But yeah, Jamesy, come out! Come out of the past! And I'm like, oh my god, why do you sound like this? Why do you sound like this? It was so prolonged. Like, it went on for way too long and then he does come off the bus after she threatens to yeah, go he in doesn't and start hear her shooting people anymore. <laughs> and then the bus leaves and they walk him back or are trying to walk him back to the hotel god knows how far he's walking in front of the car i have to admit though she laying on the front of the car with wine and grapes i thought was very <laughs> interesting I mean, it was funny, but at the same time, she didn't shut up. She the didn't whole, shut the fuck up. Like at this point, scene. I was just like, "You are the tor- you are the punishment." Yes, and I think this is when she says that they chose him. Is that this moment, or is it? Yeah, cause yeah, I cause, think- yes, because she said she never read his book. Yep. That she couldn't believe that he bought it, that she was a fan or whatever. And so I want to talk about this because what, like, she didn't really fully explain why she thought he would be good for this project. Yes. And that, and I wrote, I'm like, I don't understand the obsession with him though. Like, why him? Did she see something in him that made her feel like he might be receptive to it because I I don't again I don't know what the quality is that we're looking for here in a person that would make you enjoy this experience so I don't even know what I would begin to be looking for in somebody be like you know what this person would probably really enjoy getting a body double and watching that body double be murdered unless (laughs) unless it was all in the test of that outing like if that didn't go kind of the way they wanted it then James wouldn't have been. <laughs> if he said, no, do not jerk me off in the woods, thank you. Maybe that's something to do with how good he splooged. Oh, really, though? I don't know. I don't see any other reason <laughs> for her to do that. The only other thing I could think of is that maybe they, maybe she saw his book somewhere and then realized that he must be really down on his luck and, like, kind of a n- nobody looking for purpose. Maybe she thought that he might be interested in... I don't know. Changing the direction of his life. <laughs> when we, what we put a pin into the beginning. During yes. the, the excursion and the hit and run. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you think that the person they hit oh, was a was clone, a double? a double of somebody? That's why they weren't really like. Interesting. But then like, would the family be in on it? The the kid who stabby stabbed Mm. James is double unless they're all doubles <laughs> but that's it got to a point where I'm like is this are, are they all double and then what's real <laughs> again what are they the double are they the real person are we just double upon double upon double at this point and that's why they keep coming back because they don't know any better like <laughs> if they're just the doubles then like what there's like a homing beacon and they're like I feel like I need to go to Croatia this week <laughs> I don't know why though <laughs> They're fucking weird people, and I I don't... Yeah, I don't know. So at some point, Gabby spills her wine. Oh, and the, the bottle she's falls whining over. again. She's like, ah, I fell. My wine. Alvin, my wine. 
And James <laughs> takes this opportunity to like knock the gun out of her hand because she's been holding ha- a gun at him the whole time and then run off into the woods. And I honestly don't know how she managed to shoot him. No. She shoots him in the leg or something. Yeah, in the leg. In the side. But like... <laughs> First of all, she was fucking drunk and like psycho and he had gotten pretty far into the woods. So I honestly, it's like sheer coincidence that this bullet hit him. If he had just stopped moving because she wasn't even chasing him. If he had just like hid behind a tree for a little bit until she stopped firing at random, maybe he would have been okay. But regardless, he gets shot. And so he's like limping through the woods. He finally comes upon a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere and they take him in. And he has this weird fever dream that it's the house of the man that he hit Yeah, and the son's there again. The son. Yeah. And the son is there and is going to kill him again. But like that, that's not real. Right? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay, because... They all find him. Right, somehow they find him there. And there's, like, more cars. <laughs> I felt like it was Fast and the Furious, like, when they're at a... Yes, at a, it was, like... At one of the street, like, There was like, gonna be a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what is, what is going on? And now the biggest test, or the biggest thing that they're obsessed with him fucking doing, is killing his double. They want him to kill his double, which they trained to be a dog. Right. Yeah. So how long have they had this double? Because I feel like that doesn't happen overnight. He wasn't. No, no, yeah, no, he was not unless it has something to do with the actual process when he's being made. Yeah, maybe, maybe they just like turned the brain juice down a little bit and they were like, make this one kind of dumb. They played a dog barking during it so that that's all <laughs> that the... <laughs> yeah, so they have the double come out on all fours like a dog, literally. And they're like, you have to, your final, your final test here is to basically kill the dog. And I hated how she kept saying kill the dog. I know. She, when she was like, bring out the dog, I literally I thought, thought it was going to be a dog. And I was like, I'm turning the movie off. It's over. I swear. Draw the line. Yes. Which is hilarious because <laughs> I literally would have rather seen him kill a human version of himself yep. than like a dog. Which is what we got because he then at first, well, the dog. Yes, he needs, he needs to be convinced convinced yeah because i i think i think this was all about completing the transformation into a soulless human being because i'm guessing the rest of them have all confronted this sort of i don't know hesitation about this lifestyle yeah and the only and i think maybe she and they all felt that the only way he was going to be fully on board with what they were doing is to force him into this situation where he had to kill his own double. It's very complicated. I feel like it should not have to be this stress-inducing to the, like, if he doesn't want to do it, just he doesn't want to, like, there's five of you or six of you. Like, why do you need another fucking person to do this? Pick somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, get somebody else to join your club. But I guess they really wanted him or they saw so much potential in him as a fucking psychopath that they just couldn't let him go so he's basically like no mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do this and then she finally points a gun at him and is like you're gonna do this and he throws the knife that she gave him away and then they just like let the dog version of yeah. him go go and then the, the dog version attacks him and they're in hand-to-hand combat and it's basically a fight or die kind of scenario so and that's exactly does... what happens he he beats him to a pulp yeah he beats himself to a pulp <laughs> I, I wrote i'm like he doesn't have a face anymore you win yeah 
I I've never I don't know. I just I just watched have you been watching The Last of Us? No. I, I have oh. to get into it. I've been told to watch it. Okay. Well there is a scene where somebody just beats the shit out of somebody and just keeps punching them and whatever and I just like never really I don't know. I don't like, like there that is a because... time when like like a few times I think and you're good. You're done. Right, yeah. And you know, once they stop moving And that shouldn't like probably okay. <laughs> like your hand. Like Yeah, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Punching somebody hurts. Yeah. So anyway, so he's like fully converted now, I guess, to to a soulless human. And he's a broken shell over there kind of like shaking and like whatever. So Gabby comes over and comforts him by rubbing her hand in the blood on his hand, Mm -hmm. rubbing that blood onto her breast, which she removes from her shirt. And presents to him. Ever so, so casually, he, too. Yeah. Like, here it's right, yours. like, it's the most normal thing in the world. Like, we've seen this eight times in the movie already, and we're expecting it. And he just starts to suckle at her boob like a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any more words for that. No, I just wrote, what is happening? Yeah, we can just leave that alone because I I think I said everything I intended to about her potentially being some kind of like Satan mother, but I, I don't even know that that makes full sense either. And so for this to have happened, this was just kind of like one last slap in the face of like, what the fuck did this movie do to me? <laughs> that Yeah, once that happened, I was like, okay, this is, this is how it, like, this is it. <laughs> This is, this is what you're doing? Okay. This was the outcome? This, this was this is what you wanted all along? Just somebody to suck your tape? Because I'm pretty sure the doctor would have done it no problem. So would Albin. <laughs> yeah. Like, Literally on. any of those other people. So after this, they all are leaving to go back to their normal lives. And they're yeah. all behaving very normally on the bus, having very normal conversations about they just what they're going to do when they get switch. home. Yep. Super normal. Even Gabby, I feel like her voice is less nor- like annoying. When she's it's not almost- yelling, she's okay. Yeah. She's talking like very like casually. So whatever. They go their separate ways and James just doesn't get on his flight for whatever reason. He's still processing, I guess. And he goes back to the resort, which is now closed because it's the rainy season and it's pouring down rain. And oh, it's the a monsoon the- and it's just him yeah. sitting there in the rain. <laughs> Yeah, in the rain. That's the end of the movie. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we get. So to be honest, though, how do you go back to normal life after that? I mean, it's true. Except to write the book on it. Exactly. Okay, I'm. I'm excited. I want you to tell me what the internet told you. Okay, so there's two things that I have. So okay, one is from ScreenRant.com, and it mm-hmm. says using psychoanalytic theory. Gabby represents the instinctual desires of the it, and James is the organized and and realistic ego. James's wife, M, is the moralizing superego, and her departure makes James thoroughly corrupted by Gabby. However, the dehumanizing of James doesn't stick, and Infinity Pool ends with a man being a literal shell of his former self, whether the original or a clone. So that's one take on it. Okay. If we had to come with come up with something it really it just labels people it doesn't really explain yeah i guess if you were get again that was the psychoanalytic theory but this one i think is a little more easy to understand maybe this one's from collider.com they are all the true in quotes animals that they keep referring to everyone else as 
What distinguishes James from Gabby and everyone else is that while he initially tries to flee, he is incapable of shedding this version of himself. His only hesitation came from not wanting to get his hands dirty with harming a person that closely resembled himself. It was not compassion that gave him pause. Rather, it was arrogance and vanity. James never had any qualms that prevented from hurting others, meaning that the extra... the extra step of killing his double was merely an acknowledgement of his true nature that was just waiting to break free. When we mm-hmm. see him sitting alone in the rain in the final shot, there is a possibility that Cronenberg, the director, is trying to hint that he may be actually desperately attempting to cleanse himself of all that he has done up until now. Okay. So that that I mean, one seemed a little, like a little more easier to comprehend. That one's a little bit closer to my impression of that final showdown where it was like trying to finish the process of really fucking up this person yeah (laughs) by forcing him to do this thing but it is an interesting ending because i think you would expect him to to go along with them like after that right at that point experience yeah to be just fully down with the situation and he is clearly not he's clearly still very troubled by what happened yeah he is not down with the sickness at all (laughs) (laughs) this movie was a sickness it was for sure and i feel i felt queasy the next day i was telling you i was like i'm still not even really like comfortable eating right now (laughs) it was just a lot and there's not that much trivia the only thing that I managed to find was that it was rumored that Robert Pattinson was offered the role and he passed <gasps> it up, which I don't really see him. Given the events that played out, I don't know if I could see him handling any of that, really. I don't not see it. Like, I, I don't think that he couldn't do it, but it's always so hard to imagine a different person in a role once you've seen it. Like, like now it just feels right that it has to be like a tall blonde man in this yeah and that is true robert pattinson is not that but not at all hold on i just want to real quick see what the rotten tomatoes on this is 87 percent wow that's the tomato meter but the audience score is 51 percent so like very split wow interesting i mean i i would not necessarily recommend this movie to people because it was long. It was two hours. And I don't know that it really... I didn't finish it and have any sort of like existential like... I was glad that I had someone to talk to about yes. it. Because I really feel like I had a lot to get off my chest and I needed to share the experience with somebody. But if I just watched it on my own, I don't know. I, I feel like it would have like, been... I don't know what to do with this now. Yeah, I think... I feel like I would have watched it anyway because that's just how I am. <laughs> and again, I had seen the trailer and I was just very intrigued by it initially because what the trailer had and then what the movie actually was. Yeah, misleading. Very misleading. But when I was done, it was really funny. My brother and I always recommend movies to each other all the time. And I was like, I just watched Infinity Pool and you need to watch it. He's like, oh, he was with his friend John, who's also very big into horror movies. And he's like, would would we like it? And I was like, I, I don't know. I said, but <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't, I don't even know if I like right? it. Like, I'm like, but it is a conversation piece. Like, it is something that it makes you think because it's not straightforward. And Mm-mm. I'm like, it's creepy and thought provoking and very strange. I said, I don't think you it's not something that I oh God, I'm trying to think of like why. Like, yes, I could rem- I could recommend it in that sense that it is 
thought-provoking. Like, we've had a lot to say about it. And it, it does bring up a conversation. Yeah, it was just, it's it's not for everyone. Like, don't go, like, if you're going to watch it, just know it's not, it's not an everyone type of movie. It's not a normal, like, you're not going to sit there and watch Scream. You're not sitting there and watching a normal psychological thriller. Like, this is, no. this is way out of its category. It's a quiet kind of horror movie. Mm-hmm where it kind of just seeps in without you realizing how creepy it is until it's over. And I think that my overall impression of this movie is just that it was a curveball. I just mm-hmm. didn't see it coming. I didn't see any of the... Yeah, no, d- not at all. <laughs> any of the action after the point of the double, because that was pretty much given to you in the trailer of the mm-hmm. movie. But everything after that was just not at all what I expected. Yeah, I feel like things could have been done differently. Sure. <laughs> I think the concept was very interesting, but then... Well, it was definitely unique did, because yeah. I... Yeah, because what I was expecting has been done before. It's sort of a tired mm-hmm. idea at this point, but what they did do was do more of an exploration of human nature, and I just think it was a little bit too inaccessible for me. Like, I don't see myself in any of these people. No. So, I mean, right off the bat, they're extremely rich, so <laughs> well. we don't qualify. <laughs> I, but I think there's, like, other types of movies where even though you see people doing things that you wouldn't do, there's a small part of you that is like, well, maybe. Like, mm. if it was the right situation, or if I had this or did that. But in this movie, I just could not see myself making any of the decisions and, you know, doing any of the things I was seeing. And you know what else I realized too from the beginning when they first initially meet and that guy's on that quad like ripping up the beach yeah. and like running people yeah. over. I'm not sure if it's exact if it was one of them, but I feel like it's definitely a person that does what they do. Oh yeah. Oh, like trying to trying get into to get into so trouble. That yeah, like, that's the only maybe. thing I could think of because she even she doesn't even seem phased by the fact that the guy's doing that. Like everybody else that's standing around is like, oh yeah. my god, what. And she's just like, oh, it's just somebody, like, trying to make a statement. And it's like, what kind of a statement? Like, what are you talking right. about? So yeah. looking back, that kind of made sense now that that could have very possibly have been somebody that was into that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I again, going back to just their laws and the trials and tribulations and all that stuff, like, how do you not see that these people are doing it so often? There has to be a cutoff. Right, yeah, you can't just let people... <laughs> Because they don't really experience a consequence at that point. No. You know, there's no punishment. Most people, I guess, are so disturbed by watching themselves receive a punishment that that is Enough. a worthy... Like, that's why yeah. they make them but, watch it, and then they're like, okay... Right, but if they're obviously enjoying it, I mean, maybe they don't care because they're getting the money. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's sort of a corrupt system, but it's not unheard of. I wonder how the, the women that create them... Like, the ones that, like, had to strip him down and then, like, put that mouth thing on. Well, I mean, those Mm. particularly lucky. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we did get to see his booty, which was nice. We did get to see his, but I would have preferred the other. But, okay. I thought we might have, and then he covered it real quickly. I know! Shy boy. Shy. (laughs) (laughs) We got to see uh, fucking What's-His-Face in... Lady Chatterley's lover flapping his dick oh, around. Oh, he all really? Over the... That was that was <laughs> helicoptering. Yeah. Uh, next week we are bringing you our recap of season six, which should be fun and exciting. And um... none of those things actually. <laughs> <laughs>
um, our pod pick of the week this week is two scent critics. Um, we have Arthur. He already has a blog where he reviews TV, movies, and books. But, I mean, there's some people out there that don't like to read. So he put it in podcast form. And you can give a listen to him in the link that we put in the Instagram post. Um, we'll link his Instagram, Twitter, uh, website where you can listen. And don't forget about where to find us every week. You know the socials. You know the website. Everything is there for you. And do you have anything you'd like to add? Yes. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Woohoo! Is that today? Hold on. No, it's Friday. Oh, it's a Friday, yeah. So it will have happened, but yeah. Yes. I hope everyone had a had. nice St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes. Jill, wear your green. Wear your green, and if us Catholics can't eat our corned beef on Friday, stupid. Oh my god, that's funny. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't but... even like it, though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it is in the back of my mind because I do not eat meat on Friday. But, yep, hope you all had a great St. Patrick's Day, and we will see you next week.